Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Happy New Year, presented by Pastor Alan Moss, on December 31st, 2017. Is everybody ready for the new year? You know, uh, I'll let you guys know tomorrow night whether it's going to be a good or bad year for me. Uh, yeah, my team plays tomorrow night, and if they lose, I just, you know, uh, the whole year's shot after that. <laughs> now nah, I'm just teasing you. Uh, but you know, I, I did want to kind of talk about the new year, you know, uh, and I'm going to kind of dive right into it, but several months back, I had a, a very interesting conversation with someone, and they were kind of quizzing me. I think, you know, we were talking about the Bible and we were talking about my relationship with God and some of the questions that, that he asked really kind of got me thinking, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I figured, well, if I'm going to struggle with it, I'm going to make you guys struggle with it. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> See, that's, that's what you get for, uh, no, but you know, we were talking about the new year and how we, how we look forward to it. You know, somebody, some people look forward to the new year for different reasons. You know, some of us look forward to 2018 because we want to forget 2017. You know, we want to just put that year behind us. Maybe we had more bad times than good times. So we look forward to a new year thinking it's a new beginning when really it's just another day. <laughs> You know, it's not like you start, you know, kind of like the Monopoly game. You know, oh, I get past go. I get, you know, something special and everything goes. You know, but that's kind of the way we look at it. And some of us look, you know, for the new year because we've had such a good 2017. We want to see what else we can have. You know, we're excited about it because, man, alive, how can God top that year? You know, so we kind of look at it differently. And when I was talking to this individual... He asked me, he said, so Alan, you know, you, you, you believe in all this God stuff. I said, well, yeah. You know, he said, so you believe in the Bible and stuff? And I said, well, yeah. He said, well, I want to ask you a couple of questions. You know, I said, okay. He said, do you think that God wants you to enjoy life? Have a happy life? You know, and I, I thought for a minute and I said, well, yeah. You know, God really does want us to enjoy life. You know, and before I could, you know, kind of get scripture to, to back me up with him, he went on. He said, well, then let me ask you another question. And I said, okay. He said, do you think God wants you to have a full life? You know, and I, I kind of thought for a minute and I said, well, that sounds kind of like the same question, but it is a little different. So I thought for a moment and I said, well, yeah. God really does want us to have a full life. You know, he says, okay, so you say that God wants you to, to have happy life and be happy all the time. I said, right. He said, and God says that, that you think that God wants you to have a full life. I said, right. He said, well, then let me ask you something. How can you do both at the same time? I said, what do you mean? He said, I, I'm just wondering, how can you do both? You know, and he asked me another question that I'm going to ask you guys later on. But as I prepared for this New Year's Eve lesson, that's kind of 
been laying on my mind is that question right there. You know, how do we have a happy and a full life at the same time? You know, can we do that? You know, and so I started thinking about it, and then I kind of compacted it because of the last question he asked me, and I really compacted it down to one year. You know, let's look at one year. Because does God want me to have a happy and a full life in one year? You know, and I really struggled with that question. And then, then when Floyd said, hey, can you do New Year's Eve? I said, yeah, that's fine. You know, I started thinking about it. And, you know, me and Floyd kind of talked about this week. We kind of fall back to our comfort zones, you know, and that's what I did. You know, my comfort zone, and you guys know this because you know me pretty well, my comfort zone is Old Testament. You know why? Because I'm old. Uh, but I like the Old Testament. You know, uh, and, and I, I like, you know, I like David, of course, and, and I like Solomon. And that's kind of where I lean to when I struggle. You know, when I struggle with answers, looking for answers, I kind of lean towards going back to that. And that's what I did. I, find my, I found myself going right back, you know, to something I'm comfortable with and that I can kind of read and, and hopefully God speaks to me. And, and as God usually does... He speaks to you. And that's kind of what he did. So I thought about Happy New Year, Happy New Year. We say that a billion, about a billion times to everybody, you know, but how do we really have a Happy New Year? You know, and that question kept coming back. You know, so I want you to open your Bibles right now to Ecclesiastes. And I want you to go to chapter 3. And we're going to read that together. It says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain, a time to lose. A time to keep, a time to throw away. A time to tear, a time to sow. A time to keep silence, a time to speak. A time to love, a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Now, every time I've ever read that, I pictured it as a whole lifetime. But when I was asked this question, I pictured it in a single year. And if we look at this, we can almost, I want you guys to picture 2017, everything that happened in your life. And I bet you there was a time of each and every one of these. See, we can condense it down to a single year. See, we had a time of mourning and we had a time of rejoicing. I guarantee that you've probably had a time to die where you knew someone that passed on. And you had a time to be born where you knew someone had a child. We had a time of happiness where we danced all night long. 
But then we probably had times of, of crying, times of trouble, all in a single year. And I kept thinking, how does this have anything to do with having a full life or a full year? You know, and I kept thinking about that, and I kept remembering something that I used to do. You know, when I first started coaching baseball here in Albuquerque a few, well, quite a few years back, I don't coach anymore, but I remember the team that I, I got, the boys that I got, we went and we played really harder in a harder league and these boys were all fairly new and unfortunately we were not very good you know and I think you know they practiced like there was no tomorrow because they really loved the game and they wanted to be good and they practiced hard you know and I, I really enjoyed spending time with them and, and watching them you know learn the game and stuff like that but when we went into to our league the first five or six ball games, we got crushed. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was, it was embarrassing. But I remember being a coach, you know, you can't just walk up to your team, you know, and say, man, you guys are horrible. You know, you don't want to crush a little 12-year-old spirit, you know. So I, I kind of use coach speak. You know, and I would go to him and I'd say, guys, you know, it's okay. We did this better and we did this better. You know, but one thing I always used to tell them, you know, and I thought about when I was preparing for this was I always used to say this. Guys, we got to learn how to lose before we can learn how to win. You know, and I don't know why I told them that, but it sounded good you know, and it gave them confidence, and I just kept telling them, we got to know how to lose, you know. If we know how to lose, then eventually we'll know how to win, you know, and it'll make that winning so much better. And I thought about that, and that's what God's telling us right here. See, God's telling us, I want you to have a full life. I want you to enjoy life. But you know, if we think about it, if everything's always peaches and cream, sooner or later we're going to get tired of that. If we only eat ice cream 24-7, that's the only thing we eat, which I'd love to try that. But if we only eat that, eventually we're going to hate ice cream. See, God's telling us, guys, in order to have a full life, there's going to be times that you cry. In order to have a full life, there's going to be times where you're sad. In order to have a full life, a full year, you're going to go through some hard stuff. But there's a reason. See, God really does want us to enjoy life. Look at Ecclesiastes 3, 12 through 13. It says this, knowing that, and this is right after he says, Solomon says this, it says, knowing that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good, do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. labor. Now, the last part is very important. It is the gift of God. See, everything is a gift from God. And God's telling us right now, that sometimes there's going to be a time to mourn, but it's my gift. Sometimes there's going to be a time to laugh, 
But if you never mourn, how are you going to know when that time is? If you never cry, how are you going to know when to be happy? And it's all a gift from Him. Why? Because God is in control. It's kind of like a father teaching a child to ride a bike. When you teach a child to ride a bike, you put them on a bike and you hold on, don't you? But eventually, what do you got to do? You got to let go. Now, you know in your mind that they're probably going to fall. And when they fall, what are they going to do? They're going to get hurt and they're going to cry. Does that make you a bad parent because you're letting go? No. Because you're still in control. You're letting them experience the fullness of life. And that's what God is doing with us. If you've had bad times, you got one thing to look forward to. There's a good time coming. When you're sad, you got something to look forward to. There's a happy day coming. See, that's what we have to look forward to. So we have to have a full year in 2018. And that's what I'm telling you. If you're looking at 2018 because 2017 was bad, and you're wanting 2018 to be just nothing but peaches and cream, I got, I got news for you. You're like a rabbit in an alligator pit. It's not going to happen. You ain't getting out. But that's what God is saying right here. Guys, there's a time for everything. I'm still in control. And I want you to enjoy life. Look at, look at Ecclesiastics 7 through 4, 7, uh, chapter 7, verse 14. It says, In the day of prosperity, prosperity be joyful. But in, in the day of adversary... Consider, surely God has appointed the one as well as the other so that man can find nothing that will come after him. See, God has appointed one. As the, and what he's really trying to tell us is God is in control. If you stress about stuff, which you will, I can't tell you not to stress about anything. I wish I could get up here and say, never stress. That'd be kind of stupid, wouldn't it? But I can tell you this. God is in control. And he wants you to stress because if you stress about something, this is what you get to look forward to. There's going to be a time when you don't stress. See, that leads me to number two. Know what God has promised you. See, that helps. If, if we have a full year... We know that God is in control. But one thing that really helps us is we know that God has promised us stuff. He really has. What has God promised us? If you go to Ecclesiastes 9, verses 3 through 8, it says this. This is an evil that is done under the sun, that one thing happens to all. Truly the hearts and the sons of men are full of evil. Madness is in their hearts while they live. And after they go to the dead, but for him who is joined to all the living, what is there? There is hope. Now, I love this next line because it makes me feel like Solomon was a country boy. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. <laughs> I love that. 
But guys, for all that have joined the living, which, and he's not talking about just a physical death here. He is talking about your spiritual life. If you've joined the living, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, what is there? There is hope. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. See, we know our physical body will give out, don't we, Floyd? We know it, but we have hope because we have eternal life looking forward to us. It's promised to us. It says, and they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love and their hatred and their envy, it's all gone away. Nevermore will they have share in anything done under the sun. But for us, it says, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already accepted your works. Let your garments always be white and let your head lack no oil. You know what he's saying right there, really? Stop stressing. Enjoy life. I'm in control. And if you've given your life to me, what are you really worried about? I've already told you there's going to be bad times. I've already told you there's going to be times of sadness. But look what I'm promising you. You have nothing really to stress about. Tomorrow will come. No matter how bad today is, tomorrow will come. If my Oklahoma Sooners get crushed tomorrow night, do you think Wednesday's not or Tuesday's not going to come? Tuesday's still going to come. I still got to get up and go to work. It's still going to come. And that's what God is saying. Guys, I have promised you so much more. But if you don't believe Solomon... And if you don't believe me, let's go to the horse's mouth. Go to John chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. And it says, Let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Can you get a better promise than that? So if we want to have a full year, we have to understand that there's going to be bad times. But we also got to understand that God has promised us something so much more. And God doesn't fall on his promises. That's what we had to look forward to. Also to have a full year, to have a good, happy new year, we have to be content in everything. Not just stuff, but everything. Now, being content is hard. But we make it hard on ourselves. We really do. You know why? Because sometimes we feel like, well, if I'm content, that means I can't want anything. Is that true? Yeah, Kelly's shaking her head the right answer. No, it's not. We can still want stuff, can't we? Matter of fact, God says, ask for stuff. I want you to want stuff. I want you to ask for it. All I'm saying is, 
whatever I give you, you're happy with. But it's not just about stuff. I mean, I'd, I'd love to have a, a, a brand new four-wheel drive truck, but I'll settle for my little Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> it gets me where I want to go. But see, that's what we think. We think that being content just means about stuff, but means about us, our person, ourselves. See, I, I would love to, only, to, to weigh about 170 pounds but I have to be content weighing 175. <laughs> what are y'all laughing about? Do I not look like I weigh 175? <laughs> hey, I said I was content. I didn't say I wasn't going to lie. <laughs> no, but you know, also, I, I always, I, I, I wish, I really want to be about six foot two. You know, but I'm five foot nine. But I'm okay with that because Floyd wishes he was five nine. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but guys, we got to be content with our, ourselves, our lives, who we are, our talents, our gifts, the people that we love, the people that God's put in our lives. We have to be content with that. See, if, if you read 1 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 6, 7 through 8, it says, We have brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with all these things, we shall be content. See, when it comes to stuff, we can't take it with us anyway. It's nice to have them. But I've learned in 2017, I'll be real honest with you, Stuff ain't that big a deal anymore to me. It's really not. I can't take it with me. It's great to have it, but it doesn't make me who I am. And, and honestly, it shouldn't be what makes me happy. And that's what God says about contentment. It's okay to want stuff, but don't let that be what makes you happy. And then if you go to Psalms 16, verse 11, and this is Floyd's favorite, so uh, I'm making up for the short joke. <laughs> but you know what it says? You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Leave that up there for a minute. Guys, honestly, he's saying right there, why should we want for anything? That actually is con being content. God shows me the path of my life. He really does. He shows you the path of your life. A and he brings fullness, fullness of joy every day into our lives, good or bad. We have fullness of joy into our life. That's what we can be happy about. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. See, we don't need to look for anything. We already have it all. That's what we don't understand. See, we think we want stuff. We got everything we need. And more. 
See, God gives us that. But in order to be content, it takes something. You know what it takes? Commitment. See, true, being truly content is only found in God. If we wrap ourselves around God, if we make Him the center of our lives, we truly can find contentment and peace and happiness, even through the tough times, because we're focused on Him. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 5 talks about that. It says, throw everything away, the sin that, that so easily entangles you. And keep your eyes focused on the author and the finisher of our faith. That's contentment. Be content. God has given us so much. Then he asked me one more question. And I've asked a couple of people this question as well. And to be honest with you, it's been a tough answer. It really has. Because we were talking about 2018. How am I going to have a happy year in 2018? One, number one, I'm going to have a full year. I know God's going to, going to put some hard things in my way. Some bad things. Sometimes I'm going to cry. Sometimes I'm going to dance but I always have him to look forward to because I know my promises of God. God has promised me eternity with him. And he's also told me that, hey, Alan, there is going to be a time to cry, but I promise you there's also going to be a time to laugh. And Alan, there's going to be some hard times, but I promise you you'll get to dance. Y'all want to see me dance? <laughs> Come two-stepping with me. We'll go dancing. But God's promised me that. And I have to remember, that's what a full year is. And then I have to be content with what He gives me. Good or bad. Why? Because He's in control. And if I keep focused on Him, and if I commit myself to Him, to, have, to make sure He stays the center of my life, I'll be content with everything that comes my way, good or bad. I'll be able to handle it. I know that's hard. I know sometimes we think we can't, but we can. I'm not getting my phone, so don't worry. Everybody had one of these in your deals, right? You don't have to do this. I don't want to freak anybody else out. So don't, you don't have to do this. But what I want you to do if you want to is I want you to take this. I want you to write your name on it. And we're going to turn them in here in a little bit. No, I'm teasing you. Just write your name on it if you want to. And then I want you to write the year you were born. Just like that. Nobody can see the year I was born because I've, I've got it way up here. 27? <laughs> 28, but no. <laughs> Write the year you were born and then put that little dash there. And like I said, you do not have to do this because it freaked me out when I did it. 
But don't just leave it blank. You know, you've heard sermons talking about the dash before. And I thought that's where this guy was going. Then he told me to finish it. He said, put 2018 right there. Freaky, isn't it? He said, Alan, if you knew that this year would be your last, how would you live a full life? I couldn't answer him. I was ashamed that I couldn't answer him. My answer is, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I felt a little better because when I started asking people, that's the answer I got predominantly was, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. Would you give everything that you have away? I don't know. But the more people I asked, it was kind of strange. Because when I asked people that knew God, the bulk of the answers I got was, well, I'd probably love, I'd love my family more. I'd spend time with them. I'd spend time with my my friends. When I asked people that didn't know God, it was, oh, I'd, I'd spend all my money on my bucket list. I'd want to do whatever I want to do. That's not a full life. That's just part of a life. So I'm going to close. I'm just going to ask you, what would you do? What would you do? If this was the end. What would you do? And I hope you have a full year in 2018. Good and bad. I hope the bad times make you stronger. And I hope you remember that every bad day means there's a good day coming. <laughs> and you remember God has so much more in store for us. Because that's what it's all about. Let's pray. Father, we, we come to you today just humbled. And sometimes we, we think when we have bad times that you've left us. And we know that you've told us you're never going to leave us. And Father, we do thank you so much for what you do give us. And we, we know that, that you give us hard times to, 
to keep us focused, to keep us focused on you, to keep us strong, that we can lean on you and to keep you the center of our lives. And we thank you so much for that. And we know there's a time that under heaven that for everything in our lives that you're always in control. You are always there. You have promised us eternity. All we have to do is just join you, accept you as our Savior. Know that you gave your son to die on the cross just so we can be there with you. And we thank you so much for it. And Father, we we hope that in this new year, that we do have a happy year. But we understand that there's going to be tough times. But it's just to make us enjoy a full life. I ask you now, if there's anybody here, Father, that's struggling, that doesn't know how they're going to go into this new year, maybe they've had such a hard year last year that they need to understand that you're still there. You're still in control of their lives. And you're going to walk right with them. And that they do have something to look forward to. They have so much more to look forward to. And if there's anybody here that hasn't accepted you as their personal Savior, don't let this day go by. Let them know how much you love and care for them by giving their life to you. Let them experience the fullness of you. the treasures you have waiting for them and for all of us. Father, we give it all to you and we thank you so much that we give everything we have, which is our hearts. We just give it to you and we lay it at your feet. We honor and we bless you in your blessed Son's name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.